Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Much much like our um, the other thing we recorded today, this is about how war is the enemy. Yeah. yeah. Indeed it These is. These went together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. Jesus. Uh, you sure? Yeah, legit, legit. Forgot for a second. Uh huh. Do you wanna? Do you wanna think about it? Do you need to like double check? No, I figured it out. I Are got you, it. You're good. You're comfortable with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, my name is Tom Ryman. Uh, and we just watched Howl's Moving Castle: A Mortal <laughs> Engines Part Two. City of Bones. City of Howl. <laughs> this summer, experience the epic tale. Of a young woman transformed by a mysterious curse. No, that's really me, isn't it? An enchanted moving castle. This is a magic house. And the one wizard powerful enough to set her free. This is a. Uh, listen, big thanks to Harrison Millie. For bringing you and us this this movie pick for this podcast show that we are performing currently. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you, Harrison Millie. Uh, always a pleasure to watch Howl's Moving Castle. Uh, you've seen this before, right, Tom? Yeah, but not often. Only once before. Yeah, same here. I've seen it maybe twice before, but like, it, I think the last time I watched it, I actually watched it with Hannah fairly recently. But we were like doing other stuff too, so it was like a background situation. Mm-hmm. So a back sitch. Like, I got gotcha. you. A back sitch, yeah. Mm-hmm. So sitting down, actually, like really, like mm, honing in on this, uh, it was nice. This is a this is a story um, about uh, one lady just being slowly worn down by a lot of weird men. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, right? Like, yeah, more or less. This this is. This is an interesting film. I'm 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 uh, curious to talk about it with you. Um, oh yeah. So I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, the book upon which this movie is based. Interesting. Um, and I'm also a fan of uh, Studio Ghibli, obviously of of um, yeah, Ghibli of Miyazaki. Although I haven't he I he always has way more Did, movies than I the, realize. <laughs> right? Is this Miyazaki? Yeah. Okay. Because I've I it occurred to me Studio Ghibli has like other films that he didn't do correct yeah um so like i watched the one with the cats uh which one the The cat the cat returns maybe they have like top hats they're like little dapper cats uh let me i'll try to find it okay um it's okay i have a list in front of me i just have to find the right one it might be the cat returns is that the one with fancy cats there are there are many fancy cats in it yes where like they're talking Mm -hmm. and they're on their hind legs yep that's got to be it. And like still a lot of fun, but definitely different. Definitely like 
No, it, it's it's like it's like what the fuck is this? Like it feels like a little less cohesive than this, which is funny to say because this is also this movie like, kind is of a, this movie is very hard to follow. Yeah, I mean, so it, it reminds me of a lot of their work though because it's very like there. It's weird because it has the structure of a story, right? Where it's like this is the third act moment and etc. But none of it, nothing's like. It's it's a lot more like stream of consciousness mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah. oh, I think, oh, okay, so this is the bad guy. Oh no, she's not the bad guy. She's now like living with them. Yeah, there's like no where, there's no yeah. sense of of rising action, and there's no sense of like there's there's very little sense of like cause and effect in this movie for me. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a just couple happen. moments. Yeah, there's only one moment that bothered me, but other than that, it's more I like that about it because it reminds me of life. And it's like this, like, and then this, and then this, and then this. And, like, the characters act a little not like human beings for that reason. Like, Sophie really just rolls with stuff. Uh, They they sort of all do. They sort of, yeah. It's Alice in Wonderland logic is the thing. yeah. And so I don't mind that because it's, like, more meditative. It's like, ooh, this is beautiful. And I'm sort of following this person through this dream logic. Yeah, it Uh, it is a gorgeous film. Oh god, it's so pretty. And I, I love the design of the castle. It's the so castle. cool. Yeah, yeah. Just it's that thing of this. It's their it's their animation. Yeah, for everything where it's like something as little as like someone pouring tea. It's just like oh my god, that's so fucking beautiful. Yeah, you know, like it, it's every every little thing is and the the, mm. the colors fucking pop in this movie. Yeah. It's just it's a beautiful film. These these movies are like it's how I hope. Like, if there were an afterlife, this is what I'd want it to look like, you know, where yeah. it's like, this looks heavenly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's it's that kind of look. So, like, I mean, I'm sure everybody listening has seen at least one of these uh, films, so they know exactly what we're talking about. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's the story of Sophie, who is just, she gets, a, again, was worn down by dudes, weird dudes uh edgelord dudes mm. wizard dudes bird uh, dudes. dudes who are scarecrows <laughs> like she couldn't get a break with the scarecrow yeah not scarecrow even the turns scarecrow. to life and he's like hi i love you and it's like fuck's sake it's my true love's kiss fucking what yeah yeah so sophie uh, makes hats for a living mm-hmm. and she uh th- she's hanging out in this town where they keep talking about this howl freak who goes around in a moving castle kidnapping young women and eating their and hearts like, yeah. yeah her her town is it's a real it's a place I could really Assassin's Creed in, you know. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's it's market chipping. It's a yeah. deli- delightful little magical village that has some light tech. There's like steampunk technology in this. Yeah. So oh, it's, yeah. it's like very turn of the century. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's, with it's fucking it feels magic like, all over the place. It feels World World War era, but with steampunky. The idea is that it's a war being fought with like the king and the kingdoms waging war are using magic, magic using yeah. wizards and so the, um, the king has issued a decree they're going to these two neighboring kingdoms are going to war over a missing prince uh yeah. who, who turns out to be the 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 scarecrow um uh, and there Spoilers. the king is basically issued a blanket order that all sorcerers all magic users uh witches and wizards are to report to him immediately uh to declare their allegiance uh, if they're for the kingdom, then they're supposed to fight for him with their magic. And if they're against them, uh, they we find out that the invitation is a trap and they will use this device that strips them of all their magic power. Right. 
Um, so hat making Sophie is just ha- hanging out in town, just trying to live her life she kn- in the middle just of this bullshit. Fucking, just <laughs> yeah. trying to not be bothered. And she goes th- through a uh, like a small r- road, and some creeps, some military creeps, start like hitting on her. And like it, you know, they're they're definitely creepy. Um, yeah. and she is she is saved by Howell. Um, although I think she could have gotten out of the situation, but like in the moment she's saved by owl and i bring this up because he's like here i'll i'll take i'll get you away from these creeps just fly around with me oh we're getting chased by demon uh now witches hate you okay bye yeah it's like thanks bye thanks yeah he just painted a big old target on my back yeah thanks for saving me from those creeps you asshole so like a witch shows up at her hat shop um and just like to be real shitty she asks her about howl because she saw them together she saw them together yeah yeah but she does she's not direct about it. and then she just like casually turns her into an old lady and leaves mm-hmm. uh and sophie ro- rolls with it like that's that's the first moment where you have to like kind of suspend your disbelief where she's just like well i guess i'm an old lady now like she says my clothes finally suit me well there's an element here that's more pronounced in this in the book that this is based on but uh, mm-hmm. the idea is that sophie doesn't sophie thinks so little of herself uh, yeah, and, and I of noticed her, that. Yeah. And of her potential that she just wants to be a hermit, even though she's yeah. only 18 in this. So she they kind didn't... of wants to be an old lady. So it's like when she first gets turned into an old lady, it's like a relief for her. She's like, thank God, I don't have to worry about anything. People will leave me alone. Yeah, they, they, I think they do that on the back end more. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been helped if she was like a Beauty and the Beast Belle type. Where she's like a, you know, a bookworm and everybody's like, what a weirdo. And she never wants to go out. But they don't quite do that. They do it a little. It's fine. It works fine. But she really rolls with it. Yeah. Like she instantly starts identifying herself as an old lady, Mm -hmm. too. Um, And yeah, she's so into it. And she just fucks off. (laughs) She's like, I'm just going to leave. She goes up a mountain to die. I mean, to find Howl. To find Howl like, to see if Howl can... Or die. Yeah. Or die. Whatever f- happens first. Whatever happens first. It seems like the second one is more likely. Yeah. Uh, she runs into the Scarecrow. She, like, fixes the Scarecrow. It's stuck. And then it, 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 it bothers her for the rest of the movie. But it's just a Scarecrow with a turnip head. It's, it's fine. Uh, once it becomes a dude, though, he's literally like, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Oh, good. You're my <laughs> yeah. true love. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to go to the kingdom and let them know I'm not dead so this war will stop, but then I'm coming back. Yeah, it's like, fuck. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to continue to follow you everywhere yeah. like the scarecrow. And I'm a prince, so you can't get rid of me. Yeah. Uh, she runs into the castle. She gets in. Uh, there's a fire demon slave played by Billy Crystal, mm-hmm. um, which is, it's good. <laughs> it's good. He powers the house. It. He powers the house and all the magic because he's got yeah, some, yeah, yeah. he's got some sort of deal going with Hal, but he can't tell her what it is because that's how uh, curses and magical arrangements work in this in this universe. Uh, similarly, Sophie can't tell anyone she has been cursed, although yeah. Calcifer the fire demon can see it because he's magic. And Howell can too, right? Like yes, Howell immediately it, sees it. She's yeah. in the right company for this yeah. for sure. Uh, it seems like so. It seems like in this world. Wizards are just walking around fucking with everybody. Wizards and witches. Like, there's no laws against it. There's no, like, 
like so many objects and things have seemed to be uh humans that were turned like that child character i don't know what like they don't mention it but i feel like that child must be some sort of cursed or his parents like it's just like apprentice there's just no wizard regulations in this world right i mean well there's sort of unregulated magic yeah i suppose so it's just magic is very commonplace uh, right, like th- this prince is just a scarecrow on a mountain because somebody turned him into a scarecrow, and he's just bouncing around hoping to Christ that he finds his true love. Yeah, like and I, I, do- I don't think we ever find out who turned him into a scarecrow in the movie. Like they don't say. Yeah, we don't because it's just unre- again unregulated magic just zipping around everywhere. I will say, on in the prince's defense, if someone turned me into a scarecrow and said, "You need a kiss from your true love." I would probably gaslight myself into falling in love with the first fucking thing I found. Yeah. Right? I'd be out like there smooching would, a ladybug. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, you, you're you definitely my true love. It wouldn't, it wouldn't fucking matter. Um, so she gets, she gets in this uh, moving castle. She says she's the new cleaning lady. She makes a de- deal with the fire demon because the fire demon is tied to Howl as well and is like, listen, if you break the spell... I'll work on breaking your spell. Uh, but yeah, but it like, it's kind of to betray Howl because we know like their spell is connected in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she blackmails fire. She blackmails fire mm-hmm. and says like, tell him I'm the cleaning lady and you better do what I say. Uh, Howl lives like a scumbag. He just has a child. He, he lives in his messy, messy fucking castle. Yeah. So she cleans it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he lives like a real dirt boy. Yeah, he does. He's he again like he's like a dude who got his first apartment. Right. Like I I get what she sees in him. He has the voice of Christian Bale. Yeah. Uh so I get it. And he's but extremely he is, fancy. He's extremely fancy, but he is so high maintenance. Yeah. Like literally he's and mo- emotionally. Yeah, yeah. he throws a magical tantrum and that that yeah scene the circumstances for it are different but that but that scene is like i it, between this movie and the book is identical like he throws the same kind of tantrum really? yeah yeah because she clean she cleans and she switches his potions around and he accidentally gives himself red hair he dies his and hair he's ginger like, and he he's freaks like i'm out. a monster and it's like first of all offensive dude offensive but second of all you look fine and then he says i see no point in living if i can't be beautiful and then he turns into goo yeah. And it's like, son of a bitch. He invites the spirits of darkness and he slimes the whole castle. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of tantrums he throws. <laughs> yeah. At no point. So she, yeah, this is the part where, again, it's dream logic. It's so dream logic because you'd think she'd be constantly trying to break her spell. Uh, and throughout the movie, she not only doesn't care, but then she just like slowly becomes young. Like you'll notice it's situational. It depends on yeah, it depends yeah. on how she's feeling about herself. Right. She, that makes she sense. she'll transform on a scene by scene basis and sometimes within the same scene. Uh, yeah. I love that. By it's the way. really that cool. Great. Yeah. And it'll just yeah. kind of seamlessly switch between different uh actresses. Uh it's, it's young Sophie Sophie is Emily Mortimer, but it's uh a different woman. Um, whose name I can't remember, who plays the older version, and they just Yeah, kind of, I'll look it up. There's some classic actresses Lauren Bacall is the Witch of the Wastes. Yeah, that, when I learned that, I was like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, but they, they, so it's, yeah, it, it, the revelation, which is 
very, very subtle in this film is Gene that... Gene Simmons. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it's super, super subtle in the movie. But the revelation is that Sophie herself is magic, uh, and she's the one that's keeping this curse on herself. Right. So you notice yeah, when she sleeps... Yeah, which is a good, it's a good sleeps, lesson about, like, I don't know, self-image and crap. There's something... Like, that's the idea. Yeah, there's, there's, there. there's an element to that to it, for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah. You, like, you'll notice when she sleeps, she's young. Yeah. As, as we all are. Yeah. But uh, it, I transform into a baby every time I close my eyes. Exactly. <laughs> Me too. Me too. And it, 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 I guess it's it's the dream logic in the sense that she's just new. Such every new situation, she just is now existing in it. And it really reminds me of dreams where it's like it's like that weird illogical thing where you go down these weird rabbit holes and it's like suddenly I'm here now and I'm working on this and I'm co- focused on that. So she like just sort of ignores the fact that she's an old lady or that mm-hmm. she has a spell on her that she I I figure that's why she came to the castle in the first place to get the spell lifted yeah but then she just sort of keeps going rolls with it um and then she yeah it gets to the point where she just starts doing errands where he's like i need i'm supposed to go see the king but uh i don't want to do it so can you pretend to be my mother and go see him yourself and she's like sure um and she runs into the the witch who turned her into an old lady and they're just sort of giving like exchanging jabs yeah um which this that's the stuff i like about this is i like it it makes for weird structure but i like that morality in this is very much um fluid like that idea of like she's a good person so she's not gonna like she's not gonna help this witch as we see with the stairs but they're sort of just like hey fuck you yeah fuck you but they're also like kind of cooperative with each other yeah, she's not cruel. And that's like a big thing for Miyazaki's movies, uh, at least the ones that I've seen, is he's very anti-war, obviously. Yeah, um, exactly. Really pr- so even conflict between people is like weirdly not, I don't want to say like civil. It's, I think he has this idea, he's very anti-war, he's very pro-nature, like he makes a lot of movies about like nature and nature spirits and like how war and politics are ruining life on this planet. So this movie... Right um its idea of fluid uh, fluid morality like the the witch of the waste it does isn't really a villain by the end of the film uh sophie's stepmom kind of is briefly forced to betray her uh but is right. not happy about it like the court uh, the king's um head sorceress uh the the who is mrs solomon um who is also played by somebody of note who i can't immediately recall mm-hmm. um is also kind of a bad guy at first, but then like at the end of the movie when the war is over, she's like, thank goodness, I don't have to do this crap anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's like there's this idea of how these people are only enemies or only adversarial because of war and politics. Like otherwise they'd be living in harmony. Yeah, it's you could say if, I don't know, if this movie took place in the submarine, like after the Cold War, mm-hmm. it would feel naive to have that sort of like fluid morality, you know? Yeah. Uh, where like, oh, no one's a bad guy. But because it's a fantasy, it's more and of, it yeah. feels, it's more like a wish than a, like a commentary. Yeah. I'm like, this is how things are. No, it's, this is how things should be. It's like, um, a, it's like closer to like a fable, I guess. If I, yeah, I, and I'm, I'm probably not using it word correctly, but yeah, it's it's much more fairy tale. No, I think fable, like something with a lesson. Uh, fables all have to have a lesson, right? Yeah, and like how literally turns into a bird because his whole thing is I don't want to be 
caged or confined by rule. Like, I don't want to have to go fight right. a war just because you told me to and you're the king, so I have to listen to you. That's bullshit. Right. Um, so it's that's like the the whole idea of this movie is is at least that's like a huge uh, theme of the film. Yes, for sure. It's uh, again, it's not like naively optimistic. It's no. more of like a message for a kid. You yeah, know, this like, is the way it should be. <laughs> like, is, yeah, people people oftentimes are only quote unquote bad because of circumstance, right? And so. There, it's a lot of showing that where like mm-hmm. the evil witch is in love with Howell, uh, and like yeah, and then it, it it's and then it's about like her her own like showing her own problems like she's a very big lady so like the stairs are a problem, uh, and then they like they age her and she becomes like a she has like dementia yeah because she's using uh, she's and you using start feeling bad for her yeah. yeah it's showing her as 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 a a person who's vulnerable as, as just another yeah. human being who has vulnerabilities, just the same as anybody else. So that was really a clever way of, you know, the, we, we, we've only seen her one time before and it's where she just kind of rolls into Sophie's shop. Yeah. And barely like explains an why she's mad and then fucking casts a curse on her. And then when Sophie sees her again, she's struggling to climb the steps. She's just sweating profusely. And Sophie's right. like, well, take this curse off me and I'll help you up the steps. And then the witch has to admit, I don't know how to take the curse off you. I only right. know how to the, cast it. Suddenly the witch is humanized. Cause she's like, please, for the love of God, help me. Sophie, lo- like, it, which I think is rightfully doesn't help her. No, fuck, it's like, you. Nah, fuck you. But she does. She does like at a certain point, she's like, so none of the guards are going to help her. You, what guys, the fuck? you know, like you guys invited like, her here as an invitation yeah. from the king. So it's like, she won't She's do like, any. I'm not gonna help her, but like, what the fuck, guys? Someone yeah. help her, right? Yeah. It's, she won't do anything additionally to help her, but she's also not like piling. Uh, she's not doing anything actively. Like, she's not piling additional cruelties on top of it. it makes, she's just yeah. Like, it makes. And she's also Excuse an me. old. She's also an old lady herself during this. It's like she's she's struggling. Yeah, she's to, got that dog. Yeah, to, she's yeah. she's struggling to carry a dog up the steps. A, a very tiny dog, so she's not yeah, going to be which, able to help the witch much. Turns out to be an evil dog that also joins their little group. Um, they just keep yeah, uh, accumulating people. It's, the it's idea a spy of, dog. Yeah, it's a little spy dog with little chicken feet. He's got little chicken feet. Yep. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's yeah. the same idea. It's the idea of circumstance. It makes Sophie a very good and relatable, or not even relatable, but a character you want to relate to, which is that her, her moral compass mm-hmm. to me is very correct, where she's like, I'm not going to fucking help you. You cursed me. Yeah. But also, like, I'm not going to sit here and watch you suffer either. Like I, I, the principle of that pisses me off too. Yeah. Uh, so it may it it works really well because it makes her kind of a strong character, but not a mean character at the same time. Right. Um. And so I, I just like that about her. And the, so they go into the 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 fucking kingdom. Uh, the witch finds a seat, which turns out to be I don't know what, but I know what it does. It's a, it's like a mirror <laughs> trap. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, it's that room in House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that like kaleidoscope room. Yeah. Ooh, I want to watch that movie now. We could Ooh. do that, Dave. We could do that. Oh, we could watch I love House that on Haunted Hill. Jeffrey Rush, man. Great film. Yeah, Chris Kattan. Come on. Come on. Um Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. Oh, yes. Yes. Lisa Loeb. Lisa Loeb. Yeah. Was that Ryan Phillippe? No. As the cameraman? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Anyway. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> anyway. So uh, she gets house on Haunted Hill while um, uh, Sophie meets with 
so who is she's the she's like the king's it's the court the court wizard basically court wizard got it she's the king she wizard. yeah she reveals that Howell was her apprentice and then there was some sort of curse which i never quite figured out what the curse meant it's like it, i know it has to do with the f- stupid heart and like the fire Howell and, found a, a fire demon calcifer and made a deal with it. He gave Calcifer his heart in exchange. He, so which it's will that keep, simple. It'll keep Calcifer alive, and then he basically he gets to use all of Calcifer's considerable magic power uh, to okay. do his own shit. What it felt like to me, this was why I had trouble with this, is that when they meet Calcifer, he's like, yeah, I'm a fire demon. Yeah, I've made this deal. I'm cursed with Howl. And I'm like, cool. And then later they kept being like, he has a deal with a demon. And it felt like they like presented it mysteriously. So I figured like, well, surely it's not that right. Cause we I know about that. I think it's, there's an element of Howl's reputation too. And this is, it's a little tricky for me because I've, like I said, I'm a, a fan of the original novel. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it's like the idea of Howl is that he's this sinister wizard who eats girls hearts. And he made this deal with a demon, but like, obviously not all demons are evil. The deal he no. made is very straightforward. He's not literally eating girls' hearts. He's just a heartbreaker because he doesn't. He's he likes to run off when things he get fucks complicated. and runs. Yeah, yeah he exactly. fucks and runs. Um. So yeah, it, it's that. I think that's that. It's just like his reputation versus. We've already seen what the reality of Hal is, and we know that he's not this monstrous guy, and that Calcifer right. is not like an evil demon. He's Billy Crystal, <laughs> right? Which still could be evil, but yes, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, it just felt like they were talking about another demon when they kept talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got confused. Um, but yeah, that 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 all makes sense. That all makes sense. And I think it's so, supposed to illustrate in this film anyway. It's harder to... Actually, no, I think it's the same in both the film and the story. But it's, the idea is that Hal is at his core, even though he's kind of a coward and he doesn't like to deal with problems and he just kind of wants to be free he is also like tender-hearted and he couldn't he didn't want to yeah, see this he, demon die so he's like well you can have my heart i get to use your magic though all right but, he's still like he's still another weirdo that like is wearing her down as far as I'm, I'm concerned when he's like i got you a gift and the gift is just his house when he was a kid and it's like well this isn't you didn't get me this gift you just gave me your old house mm-hmm. uh like, I, I don't know. It, it, I'm not saying Hal's a bad guy. I'm just saying that there's going to be conflicts along the way where it's like, we never do what I want to do. You know, like you're always you're always into your own stuff and you pretend that's my stuff. There's going to be a lot of that, I think, between them. Yeah, it's probably like, I, uh, Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know how long they're, they're going to last. Uh, well, there's, there's, there's a few books in the series, Dave. So Okay, I mean, I would stick around because I'd be living in a flying castle. And that is that adds a lot to the relationship. It's pretty chill. It's a walking castle. It doesn't fly. Yeah, that's he's a, that's gone. A, that's a different Ghibli movie. I thought it flew at the end. Mm. It's flying at the end of the movie, right? No, it's walking. Is it still walking at the end? It's walking. All right. Um, and then he's gone for days at a time. So like, yeah, he is. You know, <laughs> if she needs something on the side, she can get that. It's it's a good deal for her. Um, mm-hmm. uh, where were we? Oh, I don't so, know, man. It's like, he, yeah. she, she, this movie. I do want to go through it because it is like dream logic. If it, it um, really flies off the rails at this point. Yeah. This was where it starts where like, so he actually shows up and confronts, uh, the wizard, the King's wizard, yep. uh, or witch or sorcerer or whatever. Yeah. And then they have a wizard fight, which looks great. 
it, it, it's I like a good abstract wizard fight. Yeah. Uh, and then she gets away on a on a plane on a steampunk plane. Sophie, um, and that's you mean. and Sophie does. Yeah. And um, the, at this point, it starts becoming like war is comes to them, and Hal is his motivations. This is where things kind of for me become a problem so she crashes the plane in and she's like sort of waiting for him and he shows up and he's becoming slowly more and more of this bird demon as time goes on and he's like i finally have something to fight for i'm not gonna let he oh yeah he changes so that it's important component is that the castle can have many doors to the outside world depending on the the little switch um and he like morphs the castle with the, again more dream logic. He like morphs it with her house, um, which seemed really weird to me because it was like it's still the door can still go to other places. So yeah. he like he like changed the interior of the castle. Yes, basically to match to look her more house. like her. Yeah, yeah and, he and has, then also he has, made like, the front door go to where she lived. Yeah, his his castle is magic. It's got like he's got a couple of houses in different cities around the kingdom. Right, that, which is why it's part of the fucking and running right there. Yeah, is yeah. so he he has like different identities in different like he's he's wizard Pendragon in one place, he's Howl he, in another place, he's wizard Jenkins in one place. He has families, right? He yeah, has he's children. Got, he's got road families. Yeah, he's got yeah. secret children. He's like a traveling no salesman. Way. Yeah, there's no way he doesn't have many families. Yeah. Um, this is not. This, this is, is like, not. The, this is not his first Sophie. Right, and that's the thing is like it feels like he's he's committing to se- settling down. I guess is the idea, but we don't know how many times he's done this, um, and so it's the idea of like this is our forever home. I made you a home here. And like, yeah, the castle is still the castle, obviously. Uh, but we've integrated the two. Your life and mine is what it feels like. And then he be- and then they start bombing the town, and that's when he's like, "I will protect you and your home." And I was thinking, like, it's but the home is, is still in the castle, right? Like the castle is oh, the moving castle is up on some fucking mountain. So if they bomb the town, it's not gonna bomb her home. Unless they're outside. I guess. I don't know. Right. This is where, to me, it starts falling apart a little. The logic of the movie, at least. Again, I, I haven't read the book. Well, th- this, it- this, none of this is in the book. The book is very, very different. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So, but yeah, like, I don't... Things just start happening for no reason in the second half of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it starts becoming really confusing. Because yeah. I am... I am... I'm not missing anything, right? Is like, he makes... Because they specifically show when the army goes to his other spots to like break open the door, it's just a facade. There's nothing really there. Correct. It's just magic doors. Mm-hmm. So suddenly he's like protective of this house, like it's not a magic door situation as well, but it is. It is a magic door situation. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand what he's up to. And he starts fighting, and she's like, We have to save Howell. We have to make it so that he doesn't want to protect this area anymore so we have to get rid of the house and the way she does that and this is where it gets really confusing is she takes the fire billy Mm -hmm. crystal and says i'm gonna bring you outside the house and he's like don't do that it'll collapse Mm -hmm. and she's like i still have to do it yeah and then i don't know why she thinks she has to do it in this moment it's the only she does not have the magic power and then calcifer also says nobody can move 
nobody but me and Hal can move the castle. Uh, right. So she doesn't have the ability to actually move the doors. So the only thing she can do is take Calcifer outside so the castle collapses, thus severing the connection. Got it. So she takes him was... outside, the castle collapses, she immediately brings him back inside, and they rebuild what of what parts of the castle they can, so that the okay. castle now no longer is connected to any of those places. Yeah, that makes that makes sense to me. And now she can I run that don't... little remnant of the castle down to where Hal is to try to save yeah. him. That's what they, they do didn't at do this a, point. Yeah, they didn't do it a is, great job It, it at is confusing. Because <laughs> she is... brings him out, it collapses, and she goes, all right, quick, let's get back inside. Yeah. And I'm like... Well, why were you outside? Why, why we do it, this? But yeah, yeah, that, it's, it's, that is what it is. It's unplugging and plugging something back in. Basically. Yeah. Um, it's a hard but reset. Again, but again, I don't understand why Howell feels the need to defend the door. When, I, it, like, it appears that if they went through the door, they would go inside the castle. Uh, even though the earlier right. parts of the movie seem to contradict that, that is what the movie seems to be telling us at this point. Yeah, so he doesn't have to protect it. But, or I think he's protecting it from, remember, there's an element of the, they're, they're, these are magic fights. So they have those like ink creatures and the ink yeah. creatures can get inside the house. And if they get inside the portal, I think they can get to the castle. So uh, he's okay. trying to protect her from the magic ink creatures. Right. That makes more sense. So and that's then why she he severs actually, the portal. he's got to have bird claws on the ground. Yeah. He's got to have so his little then, bird boots on the ground. His little bird booties. And then and they sever the connection. They make a makeshift castle and then things just start turning to the end of 2001 she uh they crash the thing the thing splits in half mm-hmm. um because the witch and, of the, the witch of the waste is nothing yes. they're, they're being kind to her but she's nothing but a fucking liability for the yeah like she puts she puts out calcifer by just uh, carelessly throwing a ghoul into him and he eats it and it like puts him out she starts right. smoking a cigar that was given to them by solomon the king's wizard right. And so I it's love like a, the cigar. A, it turns her back into herself for yeah. briefly, too. Yeah. So it, it's like a cigar that's like magic. It makes her like shitty again. Yeah. And it seems to and be then, like suppressing Calcifer as well. So it's like, right. and then after this point, she noticed, she finally realizes that Calcifer has Hal's heart. So she yanks him out of the fire and it breaks the castle in half. And burns her. And burns uh, her. So Sophie has no. to douse her with water. Right. Thus and Sophie putting lights out on Calcifer. fire too. Yeah, she yeah. does. It's just a Neither. shit show. And it's all because yeah. the Witch of the Waste is a fucking liability. Yeah. Well, it's a lesson about compassion where it's like you still have to treat her with compassion even though you really want to toss her out this yeah, movie. And castle. you have no and and you have no reason to because she's she's the witch of the waste. She was a bad guy uh right, right up until this point. She's been nothing but mean to Sophie, but like that's seems to be the point that Miyazaki is trying to make where it's like no, you still have to be kind. You still have to yeah. respect life. Right, that's who she is. Even when she, fucking the witch sucks and is a it is right. a liability to have around yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> they no scars from the burning they're fine yeah they're all fine um it's magic yeah. and so that basically the it, the house gets split and her and the dog uh fall down a cliff and it's like uh this is the low point and she finds the door to the the blackness there's the the door goes to a bunch of places and then there's like a darkness area that they're like only howl goes there and I'm still not sure what that was. I thought it was like, so is that the war that's being fought? Is that the idea? That the door leads to wherever the war is being fought? Are you talking about, at this point, she because goes- he, when he goes through the door, when he goes through the door, he when the first time we see him go through, he's zipping around and there's all these burning buildings. Uh, 
and they talk about the door is like the door that's the color black right that's and they say only howl goes there i don't know what that what it is uh I it's, thought, it's something I thought it was either the future like what like or like the the darkness the fears of war but i also thought it was like the where the war is happening centrally i don't know i don't know if it's supposed to be literal because when sophie goes through it she goes back in time yeah so it's just a wizard door yeah it's it's uh, this is we we get the magic is very abstract and i mean it always is and and you see why in miyazaki's movies yeah i think maybe it is a time door because maybe he's going to the future or a possible future where everything's devastated. I don't know. I think I, don't know. I think the blackness also kind of like you were saying like it's like the it's not necessarily the future but the uncertainty of things. I don't know. Yeah. Because when she steps through it she learns the truth about Hal and Calcifer. She sees Hal as a little boy finding Calcifer and and they make their deal. Right, um, but th- see this is why I was confused is cuz I thought I already knew that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's what's weird is she goes back and sees them make the deal. And I was like, right. They made the deal. <laughs> they kept saying, like, if Calcifer dies, Howell dies. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because they made like a they, they're connected. It was a, it was a weird thing to reveal to me because it felt evident up until that point. I think it was just connected. spelling it out like what their literal, even though they had already told yeah. us that Calcifer had Howell's heart. I guess it was just like us finally seeing it happen. I don't know. Right. I wonder if if I rewatched it, I could realize that Sophie doesn't realize it or something like that. I don't, I don't like think that. she's figured it out, no. Yeah. So she's like, oh, of course. And so the thing that solves it is she smushes the fireheart back into him, which I, I, it's felt it just felt so anticlimactic to me because, it, again, I thought there was some other component I we don't were know. going to yeah. discover. I don't know what she learned that was new information right. that like told her how to solve it. Like, I don't know why she's the one that's able to do it um like i don't it's yeah this the back it's half a weird of, the back half of yeah. this movie is a fucking mess like i'll just go right. ahead and say it. it's a it's like imagine meeting a character at the beginning and they're yeah. like and they're like "Ooh, i i really need my tooth removed and then you do the whole movie and the reveal is they need their tooth removed and it's like yeah i know and then the character does it and it solves everything. It's like, oh, why didn't you do that five minutes into meeting them? Uh, it's it's that. It's like, yeah, like, okay. It, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of a mess. Yeah. It's at a, that point. It's a very, very messy finale. Things just kind of happen for no real reason. Like, right. no kidding. The prince, she smooches the scarecrow for helping them out at the end. He transforms back into the prince and just says, Such a fancy oh, boy. thank goodness you've broken this curse that I got on me that the only way to break it was a kiss from my one true love. It's like, wait, she's your true love. Right. It's and like, it well, now I have to war. go. Yeah. Now the war is over because they were fighting over my missing ass. Never yeah. learn who turned him into a, a scarecrow and why. Uh, he just hops back off to the kingdom to end the war and like we yeah. see solomon and she's like thank god the war is over it's it's a it's a it's a, it's real, a bad um, ending this movie yeah the, the back half of this movie is bad it's a real beer fest moment with landfill yeah where it's like i'm his twin brother and they're like oh perfect sure perfect like it's it's that where they they sort of they sort of just uh are like oh that's really convenient it's like this movie <laughs> this, this works out really well this movie and and then yeah like the so uh, 
Sophie restores Calcifer and Hal, uh, but Calcifer decides to come back and live with them anyway. They're all going to be one big family with, with Markle, the little apprentice boy. Sophie is young again because she's finally let go of, of that, all the bullshit that was foisted upon her that convinced her that she wasn't good enough to do stuff. Uh, and they're happily ever after, and that's the end of the movie. Um, I, this movie frustrates me. See, um, okay. Because, like we've said a lot, it's a very, very beautiful film. It's a gorgeous movie to watch. Uh, I love the yeah. design of everything. The colors pop. It's, it's uh, expertly animated. It's, uh, it has a, a very memorable score. It, I think it's one of the more memorable scores of any Ghibli film. Um, it, right. gets, it gets used a lot. Uh, but it doesn't, like, the story of this movie is surprisingly weak. And it's, especially when you yeah. compare it to some, some of his other movies that are, like, really equally, uh, you know, not, um, there's with equal amount of dream logic to them and the same kind of themes, but, like, Princess Mononoke or Spirited Away or Castle in the Sky really have um simple stories but they're they still strong yeah they're still strong stories and they make a strong emotional impact on you when you watch them and this movie does not have that at least not for me yeah i think no i think you're right and here's the thing my dig on this film my last note was this film is gorgeous i don't care that it's nonsense so like i i agree with you but my reaction is slightly different That's where fair. I'm just like, I got an emotional charge from the, I, I, I get this a lot. Like, you know, movies like Fantasia, I used to put on and just live in it. I like existing and things. That's why I like VR. Uh, you know, like mm-hmm. I, it's like, I, I like that idea of immersing yourself in a vibe in a, in a, in a really like nice area, not even having to like follow anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is that for me, which is like, this is a perfect background movie because yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, it's this beautiful vibe. It's this gorgeous fucking animated world. And then when you sit down and watch it, you're like, oh yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Um, but like, I guess I, it's not fair to movies <laughs> to say this, but it like, for me, it makes up for it because it's like narratively, you're right. It is not good. As a, um, as a, yeah, as a narrative, it's not good yeah but as a as a a piece of art it is very good it is very good yeah exactly yeah and so that's what the problem is that it's not like what i'm saying that's not fair is that it's presenting itself as a narrative right Mm -hmm. so it should be judged as a narrative that is the correct way it's just i end up not caring in the end when i'm like and that's fair yeah the other Yeah, yeah yeah it's 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 i yeah it's as fair as it can be. Yeah. The other part of my frustration that I'll just go real quick because I don't want to spend a bunch of time comparing this movie to the book, uh, especially since we're pretty much at the end and also you haven't read the book. But right. what I, a part of what I get frustrated about uh, watching this film is that Howl's Moving Castle is a super, super unique story. Uh, it's a really, really cool book. It's a really interesting idea uh, that has – it's almost uh, – unrecognizable from what this movie is outside of a few sim uh, of the same elements like the the basic story of the book is that howl uh is actually a modern day uh welshman 
uh, it, the book the book was published in the eighties. So Howell huh. is a guy who is actually named Howell Jenkins, and he lives in nineteen eighties Wales. Uh, he's just studied magic in our world and has figured out how to cross over into magical worlds. So he lives as a wizard in this world. <laughs> Yeah. So he is a he is a modern day real world guy uh, who is just some dipshit in his twenties using these magical worlds basically as a place to cruise for chicks. That's great. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he's sort of forced to uh, actually be a good person at the end of the yeah. story and do something and to think, help people out. I, yeah, I think they were trying to do that, but his character is very his character's non-existent in this movie. Yeah, he just it, does whatever like, the get, scene needs him yeah. to do. I get pieces of that in here, but it, it, it really is like, that is the arc that should have been more defined where it's like, yeah, it's just this guy who likes to fuck chicks having to fight like, like, like the, yeah, like a guy who's using great power to basically do a grift yeah. having to suddenly use that power for good. Exactly. Like that is a good idea. Um, and there's, and a, it doesn't a, quite come off that way. And it's such a neat idea. Cause the story is told from the point of view of Sophie. So, and she has no knowledge of the real world. So she doesn't right. understand what any of this stuff is. So it's presented in a really fun way. It's like dramatic irony where we understand what it all is, but she doesn't. That's like, great. The, yeah. bla- the black door in the book goes to Wales. It goes to his sister's house in Wales oh, in, the ni- in the 1980s. And she follows him there and doesn't understand anything she's seeing. Oof. <laughs> in fairness, I feel like you take you take a young person, bring him to the 80s. It's yeah. going to be nonsense. And it should be. It is nonsense. It's a nonsense time. Trying to explain Ghostbusters to her. Yeah, like yeah, like that's nonsense. God awful. Try to tell her, uh, try to fucking explain the royal family and Margaret Thatcher and shit. Oh yeah, she's like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't like, like any it, of this. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. But yeah, it's the broad strokes are still pretty similar, at least for the first half of the movie. Yeah, the, the second, it, the second yeah. half goes way off the rails. But it sounds like they had a better story in the book that they could have done for sure yeah but it's it it doesn't it's not the anti-war it doesn't have any of that stuff in it like miyazaki just took a story and a a lot of the elements that he liked from it obviously the moving castle itself and certain other things and just kind of made his own adaptation and that's totally that's totally cool um it's just frustrating as a uh specifically as a fan of the book i'm sure you get it you you watch an adaptation yeah watch an adaptation of a, of a of a book that you really like and it's super different and you get a little frustrated you're like oh well, that's it's not what different. happens well i get frustrated when it's different and in a worse way in a bad way yeah yeah like i i still maintain like the shining i've read the book but the movie i'm just like yeah this was this was the better choice for the movie because the book is a lot of stephen king it's that where it's like so much explanation mm-hmm. and it's like when you make the movie you're like oh let's let's if we're not making a miniseries we're gonna we're gonna make it uh real simple for you and i get that but um but yeah yeah, yeah so this yeah. is this is why this it is depends. A, this is an interesting movie for me as a fan of both the novel and a fan of ghibli and, and miyazaki as a filmmaker right. so it's like it's a movie i do enjoy watching but i'm always a little frustrated with it Right, it's like watching your grandparents have a fist fight, mm-hmm. where you're like, "I love you both." Yeah, yeah. I, I wanna, mean, the two I different you, sides. I want to see you both yeah. win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the opposite of Alien versus Predator. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins, we we win and lose. Whoever wins, I'm still getting my cheeks pinched. So, mm-hmm. 
Exactly. That's so good... alien predator might pinch you in the cheeks too. That's true. That's true. A little pain. That's true. They won't. Yeah. They won't give me a check for my birthday though. No, that's true. They won't. Uh, they might kill you. They might. It's possible. Yeah. It's, on, it's, on, it's on the so, table. So, um, yeah, I think we're probably done now that we're talking about Alien versus Predator. Probably right. Yeah. Um, that sounds about that sounds about correct. So, um, boy, thanks everybody for watching this or listening to this with watching this with your ears. Mm-hmm. You're watching it with those ears. Uh, big thanks to Harrison Millie, of course. Thank you so much for making this happen. Always a pleasure. It's uh, they've been giving us a lot of hits. Yeah. Uh, so very exciting stuff. And, yeah, this um, is a this is a cool one to talk about. Oh, for sure. And uh, what, what else? Um, we have a Patreon, we have though. a Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. Uh, if you go on there, you get uh, exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a maniac, Star Trek: The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. They're all you have access to them all for five dollars a month. For ten dollars a month, we watch movies with our patrons every Friday night, and for a little more, you can get custom we just watched episodes. So check all that out. Yeah. You can you can make us watch some other Ghibli movies if you like. Yeah, give um, give a give us give gi- us the Ghibli. Give us your Ghibli. Give us uh, your Ghibli. We also have a store. Head over to gameplayandemployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store. Uh, where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of stuff. So check that out. Yeah, I didn't mention this. Imagine howl aside. Imagine dating Christian Bale. Mm-mm. Like that's a nightmare. Nope. Yeah, he'd be method acting everything. I mean, Ugh. it would be a similar situation where he would disappear for days at a time, and he would pitch a fit <laughs> over accidentally dyeing his hair ginger. Oh, bless me. Yep. Yeah, and he would turn into goo. And he would turn into goo and invite the spirits of darkness. <laughs> yeah. 